90% podcast. We're back. Here we go. 90% podcast. I'm here with my man, Terrence Shannon. How you doing today, Terrence? What's going on? Doing good, Tyler. How's it going? Great. Let's get into this. So um, before we start, though, follow us on the social medias, 90% podcast on Instagram and Fast Phenom Training on Instagram and YouTube. Also, we have our uh, summer camps coming up this summer. We just released them on the website. So if you're not registered for our summer camps, go to fastphenom.com slash camps. Am I right, Terrence? Definitely right. And the camps this year is not just going to be five-day camps. We're going to have four-day camps as well as one-day camps. So go in there, sign your kids up, and help them get better as a fast phenom athlete. Let's get it. Um, so today's topic of the 90% podcast is going to kind of contradict last week where we talked about positionless basketball and training, not worried about your position or role, just training to be an overall basketball player. Today we're going to talk about when, why, how you should train for your specific role and position. Sound like a game plan? No, definitely sound like a game plan. And I'm, just to go with that, a lot of people don't understand when you play basketball and you there's not five point guards on the floor. Uh-huh. That you is know? true. Right. That so, is true. So again, if everybody go out there and they think Sometimes there's guard, not even one. Right. It's true. Yeah. yeah, no playmaker. Yeah. Everybody got to figure it out. So you have of course at an early age, everybody, you want to start your early development stages, ball handling, shooting, uh-huh. dribbling. But again, some people get taller, some people get shorter. Not to say if you're tall that you can't play the guard position, but that's where most players are stuck at if they have an early growth spurt at an early age. Yep. You know, but with the positionless basketball, to me, in my opinion, it kind of messed the game up because it makes everybody think that they got to be a perimeter player and there's no more inside players. Yeah, no, for sure. A lot of players don't want to identify with their what, what, what their role should be. Correct. Right? They correct. all want to do everything. Yeah, if you look at the NBA, for instance. You now, we have a lot of dominant centers now in the NBA, power four centers. But then when you go to the All-Star game, they don't have center on the, on the list. Uh-huh. You know, so, so now, psychologically, what the kids see, oh, there is no centers no more. Yeah. You got forwards and guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of kids aren't even looking at positions anymore. I think mm-hmm. a lot of kids are just seeing, oh, that guy can move, that guy can shoot, do right. this, do that. So... Um, I definitely agree early on. I think you need to be exposed to everything, but I do think there is a point where you got to know your identity. You got to know what kind of basketball player you either are or you're going to be long term because if you don't know it and other people have expectations of you, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to perform to the to the max potential that you could for those expectations. No, definitely. Right, right. And you got the kids who you see Joel Embiid, uh-huh. you know, Jokic. You know, Kevin Durant, they're all basically seven feet tall, but you got, they could do everything. Yeah. They're on, they, they on the perimeter, they inside. Yeah, they're, they're overall basketball Yeah, so, so no, don't, it's not limiting your game. Yeah. But again, when you go play for that high school or that college, you're going to have a position. Uh-huh. Like, like, that's just reality. Yeah. Like, if you're seven foot tall, more than likely you're going to be a power forward center. And you can still shoot the ball, but you just inside out. If you a guard, you know, it's a lot of small ball nowadays, too, but... I think you should definitely focus on, first off, if you plan for a high school, what do your coach ask of you right now? Yeah, 100%. You know, if your coach you asks know your you, role. yeah, if they asking you to, oh, I need you to post up, I need you to play strong inside, you should be working on that. Yeah. As well as working on perimeter game and shooting uh-huh. as well. But if that's what you know your coach is requ- required of you, 
you should definitely be focusing on that. So what age do you think um, players should start training more according to their role? Is there an age or does it depend on the player? Depends on the player, I think. Yeah. I think it depends on the player because, um, like, you got some guards that could post up better than big men. Uh-huh. You got some taller players who could dribble better than guards. You know, so, again, it's, it's, that's still a great area. But m when you get to high school, when you get around your – sophomore year, really your sophomore year, when if you're not varsity yet and you're getting ready to be a varsity player, you kind of have an idea on your position because your growth, you, you didn't hit your growth yeah. spurt. You and know. you've been around the game for, for a while, right. majority of the time. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of it too, is maybe your age with basketball. Mm -hmm. Like if you've only been playing basketball for six months, you probably should keep working on everything because you haven't maybe tapped into what your potential is right. in, in this skill or that skill. But if you've been playing for four or five years and you're not moving like a guard and you've been training that way and your coach isn't expecting you to be a guard, they're expecting you to be a post player, right. you yeah. probably should put more of your focus into that post no, player role. Yeah, and, and again, not, not saying that you build your game up. You yeah. keep building your game up, but you got to do what's required of you at that time and still try to evolve from that. 100%. Yeah. And so you played professional basketball, right? Um, how, how was your training when you were playing? Were you training just overall as a basketball player or were you training for what you knew you were going out there for? Me being, me being the type of player who played inside out, I pretty much um, worked, just consistently worked on everything. Uh-huh. You know, I, I was required, I, I was a tweener, what they would say. You know, I was a 3-4, you know, so I could guard multiple multiple positions, play multiple positions. So with me, it was, okay, I need to know how to play the perimeter and I know how, I need to know how to play inside. Uh -huh. So I always trained everything daily. I work on post moves, I work on ball handling, then I go to the perimeter. Yeah. Like, and, but this was a routine. You know, it's not, I, I wasn't saying I'm finna work out on my post moves on Monday, then I'm gonna get back to it the following Monday. You know, and then I'm just finna work on guard skills, no. You, you keep mixing it up and you keep finding what, what you need to keep, keep getting better in uh -huh. and what you are good in to keep that consistent. Absolutely. You know, so I, I, would, really, I, would, really, I would really say it, it, it all depends. Everything comes down to the player in general. Yeah, everybody's you know, different. Yeah. Everybody's body is going to be different. Because I even so. play center. Depending on what country I play in, it's been countries where I went and was the center. Uh -huh. You know, I'm Tallest six, eight. Guy on yeah, the court. exactly. You know, so, so that, so that, that it, it, it varies, you know, of course, where you at because basketball is so international, you know, that I know guys who was, who was point guards and then they end up being overseas. They're a small forward. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, like so depending so, on your audience, you need to be able to play multiple positions right. and, and understand what that role is for that team. Yeah. Right. And so I think that is one of the times when people need to definitely train for their role and mm -hmm. their position is if they, if they're being brought in to do something specific, right. If they're being brought in to play the center position and the coach or the system that they're running specifically wants them to set screens, roll or rebound and put, put it back. Embrace it. Yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, do your best from there. I think one of the things that I run into and we run into and we see in just today's basketball culture is obviously everybody wants to be a guard, right? Mm -hmm. Not everybody can be a guard. Right. So how do, how do you think players can kind of come to the realization of what they can and can't be? Because it's tough. We say we don't want to limit players, right? Mm -hmm. 
And I don't think it's limiting them, but at some point, you do kind of want to understand where your strengths are. It's like anything. I mean, in business, you're not going to have the the marketing guy trying to do the tech or the tech guy trying to do the marketing. You, you maybe uh, when the business is starting, you specialize or you, you generalize and you see a little bit of everything, but then eventually you figure out where your role is and where you're good and you want to focus on that, right? Yeah, it, a lot of that too come from meet with the parents. Uh-huh. You know, like if you got this parent just, you know, just telling this kid, you're, you you a guard, you yeah. a guard. When you know the kid is a big man in the center, uh-huh. you know, that can, that can, that, that can, you know, determine a lot on the kid mindset as well, too. You know, like sometimes the as a parent, you got to sit back. You got to take a step back and really look at but it. But let's say the like, parents don't know. Let's say the parent and the player don't know what their identity is. How do they discover that? You got to go. You got to go seeking for help then. Like, that's just that. that yeah. That's what it is. If you if you're not in, if you're not familiar with that, then again, hey. Oh, Tyler matches a fast phenom. Yeah. Hey, 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 I mean, hey, yeah. let, let's call, call let's, somebody. Let's, yeah, up. call somebody who I think can really help us analyze this uh-huh. and, and move and move and move forward with the progress of our kids. Hundred percent. So I definitely agree with that. I also think being willing to ask your coach. I think a lot mm-hmm. of players don't ask their coach what is their true role, right? Yes. So yes. Do, you, do you agree? Do you think players should ask their coach or no? Yes. Yeah. I mean, because that's how you're gonna know what the coach is required of you. Exactly. If and you, then you and then you guys are on the same. Right, the same page. page. No, you know what's going on. You're not. It's no un. It's not un. Crazy expectations. Uh huh. You know, Unrealistic you, expectations yeah, either right. way. Right. You're not expecting uh, playtime or or uh, what do you want to call that freedom mm-hmm. that yeah. maybe the coach isn't and the coach isn't expecting you to do things that you're not capable of doing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So communication with the coach is what I'm getting. Yeah. From there. And that's across the board. And that's across the board with the student, with the child, with the pl- athlete, and the parent. Yeah, and the you trainers. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Everybody's got to be kind of a little triangle there. Yeah, yeah. So what else comes to mind? Um, I know obviously we're not going off any notes, guys. We're just kind of talking today about basketball positions, training. What what comes to your mind about, I guess, training for your role or training according to your strengths? Eventually everybody's skill level kind of with your peak. Uh-huh. You know, in my opinion. You got, you can look at the NBA. You still got a lot of NBA players on that court that can't dribble that good. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 you, again, find what you're good at. Yeah. Like, like, everybody wants to be a point guard, but if you know what, if you could develop yourself into a great shooter and you can knock down shots, man, that might be your role. Uh-huh. If you could be, become a great defender, you know, become a great defender, become a great rebounder. You know, a lot of people, so a lot of kids, they so stuck on scoring, you know, which is other aspects of the game to where assists. Hey, you just being a vocal bench player. Yeah, can you help know, your team. It's a lot of million-dollar vocal bench players. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. not, I mean, they're, they're talented, but again, that's their role. Yeah. You know, that that's that's the role, and. Of course, you still got to have you still got to be a certain elite athlete just to even develop that role to be a professional player to you know to have that for sure. And I think that's where I could argue like sometimes people get uh, maybe a little bit I don't know what you want to call that, but they they don't see how that player got there, Mm -hmm, right? Because if they're in the NBA and they're a role player, a lot of times they were really good before they got to the NBA. Yeah. Either in high school or college, they were dominating, playing all over the place. Well, you know, Tracy McGrady made a quote like a week ago and said, it's a lot of 
It's a lot of favorites too. Yep, yep, 100%. <laughs> and, 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 and he there said, is. And, you know, and, I mean, that was out of a Hall of Famer mouth. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was like, it is. A, he did say, I want to say it was like a week ago. He was like, it's a lot of players in the NBA that, yeah, they still might be a little good, but they still there because of who they, they know, yeah, who they know, or yeah. what, or just being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, opportunity. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. There's hundreds of players out there that could be in the NBA. Yeah, it's just a matter of they didn't know the right person or. And, and, and do the right thing. And it's easier nowadays to be seen, you know, but worth ethic. Uh-huh. You know, the, the, the worth ethic is major. Like, okay, we're talking about positions in basketball. Most of the time when I, like, let's say I'm coaching a team, I don't say, okay, two guard, three man, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. center, power forward. All right, all right, go to the wing. All right, go to the block. Yeah. You know, all right, go to the go Because, again, that same kid that's a – Six five power forward, but capable of playing the wing, he might be a true wing come college. Uh huh. But we got him at this position just based on our team. You're the tallest player, so you, we need you right here. But you might be the best guard on the team. Yeah. Like I, I, my son, for instance, TJ. In high school, I, he he played the point guard, and he's the tallest player on the oh, team. Oh really? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's the tallest player on the team, but. He had the ball in his hands a lot, and he was playing point guard a lot his senior year instead of, you know, not posting up. Because, again, just because you're a, a big body doesn't mean you really have to be inside. Yeah. You know, like half of the average guard in the NBA is, what, 6'5"? Yeah, now it's crazy. Like, yeah. you, know, you know, so if that's the average guard in the NBA, 6'5", and we got all these other players that's around here, 5'10". And I look at college basketball. The average guard in college basketball is really like 5'6". No, yeah, like 5'10". Really? You look at all these college back at back college yeah, point yeah, yeah. guards. Yeah, there's, there's a decent amount of them that are six short. foot, yeah. five ten, five eleven. But again, the maturity level and that, of course, the the strength, strength the strength helps. Yeah, that helps a lot. And that plays a big role. So where uh, where do you think like if there's a player that is let's say a big right, mm-hmm. or n- let's not call them a big, let's just say they're tall, right? right. Let's say they're six, seven and above, six, seven to seven, whatever. Where do you think they should be spending the majority of their time? Or is it it's dependent on them, right? Depending on their body frame. Yeah. I mean, do you have a... Because we got Victor Wembanyama, who's seven, four, mm-hmm. but he's a guard. He's, he brings the ball up, right? He's a yeah. wing. What do you want to call him? Uh, yeah, yeah, small forward. Small forward. Yeah, small yeah. forward. KD ish. Yeah, you know? exactly like KD, yeah. But if you're uh if you got the body frame of like a DeMarcus Cousins, uh-huh, then what are you? You're a power forward center. Yeah. And so you need that to be can shoot, that it, can it, still shoot the ball as you handle, because DeMarcus Cousins is a very versatile player. Uh-huh. You know, he could dribble the ball, he could shoot and everything, but he's still a power forward center. Some people don't so a lot of kids don't embrace being big. You know, when you embrace that and just embrace the growth process, not wanting, wanting, wanting right now. You know, a lot of kids want want right now, yeah. you know, and then and not understanding. It's still a, still a long process to that. It's a long process. Are you still doing the proper things to to get to that level? You know, to even even to play good high school basketball. You know, I said the other day, I said, how can you be a Division One player if you're not playing against Division One talent? You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. You're killing everybody else that's average Joes, uh-huh. but are you killing these elite players? Are you hanging with them in order to be at that level? Now, if that if you're doing that, I can understand that. But if you're not, then you got to figure it out. Yeah. 
No, and uh, the thing that's in my mind, you said something about work ethic. I think a lot of players underestimate or they overestimate what their work ethic truly is, and they're not working the way that they could or should be. And I think a lot of players in today's day and age want like a quick fix or or, or the twenty minute routine or yeah. whatever you want to call it. They that. think they're gonna get better as they get older. Yeah. Not working yeah, hard. Exactly. Not the work that hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That I think that's important, right? Just know, knowing where you're where you stand with your work ethic, um, before you I mean yeah. Look, I take me for instance. Like me growing up, it was not a lot of expectations. I had, and I, and I still grew up in a basketball family. Uh-huh. Uncles and cousins played Division One basketball. But at the same time, I still grew up Chicago. Chicago, you playing basketball anyway. Yeah, yeah, no matter yeah. where you go, you playing basketball. But until I really realized, like, man, we playing, we playing against teams like Thornton, where they got, you got Melvin Eli, you got Antoine Randall, Napoleon, you got all these high-profile players that you're playing against. And, you're playing against some average Joes these other games, and now you go and you see that fire, and you're like, whoa. Uh-oh. Yeah. You know, not, you know used, I mean? not used to this yeah, environment. You know, yeah. Like, like how kids, like Bavar County fences, I, I pick our county. A lot of kids, when they play in their rec leagues here, and then they start, they see, they, they say, oh, easy. They're seeing a little bit of success, but then now they get into AAU. AAU, and they's like, oh. These kids is really serious a lot about more, this. Yeah, a lot more athletic. Yeah. A lot more understanding of the game. The ball's moving faster. Yeah. At your age, at your same age level. Yeah. So now you're thinking, man, am I really am I really working as hard as I supposed to be working, or do I need to work harder? Uh huh. You know, and that that that's the key with anything, with any success, whether you're a doctor, lawyer, businessman. Yeah. If you're not consistent with what you want to do with that with that task with that with that um, profession. You're not going to be great in it. You won't nah. be good in it. And in a sport like basketball, you got 450 players that plays in the NBA. Yeah. Now, of course, everybody say, okay, I'll go overseas. But they think overseas is like the words of Luca, it's not as easy as y'all think it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more grind. It's a, it is. Like, and I would even say it too. I, defense is a lot tougher overseas. It is. It's not. It's not. It's not open up the way it is over here in the NBA. It's closed up. It's like NCAA rules, to where somebody could just stand under the rim. There you go. There you go. And that's why positionless basketball and positionless basketball is more effective too, with international play. Uh huh. Because, of course, they're big men. They they kind of converted the big man to being more going up and down, shooting three You think corners. that's where that started? Yeah, is it definitely. Europe? Because really? You, when I went to Europe, when I first went to Europe, I'm seeing everybody can shoot in Europe. Uh-huh. Everybody can shoot in the NBA, even back in the day. You had specifics, and they might have stretched their flow out. But when I went overseas, I went overseas in 2002. I'm like, wow, like, everybody can shoot. They train you to be a basketball player not the like you say not yeah. to, not for position uh-huh. but positions are still important because that's the only way you're going to have structure on the court facts that's the purpose and that's of why positions. i wanted to talk about this too because obviously last week with earl we talked about not having positions right just training for basketball overall mm-hmm. be able to shoot be able to dribble be able to do all these things and um i said something what was it like it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it yeah but at the same point we could argue that if you spend a lot of time having all these things that you never need if you would have just spent all that time on the 
couple things that you do need, yeah. you could have been a lot more successful. No, you know that, what I mean? no, true. And I see a lot of players out here that are maybe hurting themselves because they're trying to work on everything and they haven't even gotten good at their one or two things that they need to be good at yeah. first. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, like my opinion, if you're a small guard, you should. You, I don't care how good of a scorer you are. You, you need, need to know how to be a playmaker. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 100%. You, yeah, you, you read you my gotta, mind. You yeah. got to be a playmaker yeah. Yeah. because you can't teach height. No, you can't. And the opportunities aren't going to be there for you as much as they're going to be for and, the higher guys so or the taller guys. So yeah. that says it in itself. If, if you're not going to set other people up, you're going to be a liability at some point right. if the opportunities aren't there for you. Yeah. So I think that's huge. How are we doing on time, Zach? We're good? Just a couple more minutes? Sweet. Um, so I guess any final thoughts, Terrence? Like, we'll wrap this up here next couple minutes or so. Oh, man, you know, NCAA season been going. Been March going, Madness. Man, March it's been Madness crazy. been crazy. Who do you got winning it now at this point? Oh, a lot of teams are out. Man, a lot of teams. Like, like Is it's, Houston it's, still it's, in? It's hard. I know they had a close game their first game. I don't know about their second one. Um, you know, I was surprised. I think, I think they might be out. I'm not sure. I know. Uh -huh. No, you still got Alabama in, or you still got Tennessee in there. Purdue's Tennessee, out, right? Purdue's out. That's crazy. I, to, I don't, I still can't pronounce the team. That Flair, Fair Clay, like, like Farley Dickerson yeah, University. Yeah, Farley Dickerson. So it's like, it's, uh, it's everything. Where did they come from? <laughs> Transfer portal. I mean, most of the teams that you see now that's really progressing. Uh -huh. It's with the upperclassmen. Yeah, facts. You know, yeah. you got you got you got you got grad transfers coming in, and it's hard. These guys, 25, 26 years old. Yeah, and, and their experience. Experience towards you got a, yes, you got a freshman that's good, but his body's not mature yet. Uh -huh. You know, mentally. Yeah. So now you got all these, and it's been so many upsets early. I think specifically because of that the transfer portal, they get they bring in athletes that you don't know was maybe at JUCO or maybe at a Division three that it came up, or maybe at a mid-major somewhere else that wasn't getting playing time that transferred yep. in. And now they're valued, and, and then, yes, they get, the team's got momentum, and they're able to pull off the upset. Yes, yes. The Furman game was crazy. The first one. Uh, I guess Arizona, was that Arizona? No, that Virginia. Virginia, Virginia, yes, yes. And the dude from Virginia just literally threw it away to the other team. I was like, man, you got money on this game or something? <laughs> what are we doing here? So much. It, 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 that I mean, it's so it's so many ways you could look at it. I wouldn't. I, I don't want to go into that ram right there oh, because no. again, you know, it's it, it's that's IQ too. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of athletes don't understand basketball. It's a lot like how we say read and react. Yeah. Read and react. Think. I'm scanning before I catch the ball. When I catch the ball, I'm scanning a little bit instead of just making that move. And that right there, just taking the ball out of bounds. You could be looking somewhere to fake a pass to make a solid pass. The other day, I saw that the other day, too, the, I want to say it was the Dallas Mavericks game. Dallas Mavericks game, and the guy taking the ball out, Dallas got the game one, and he literally just throws the ball out of bounds. San Antonio, the guy comes back, dunks the ball in. Tied it up or something? Tied it up, going to overtime. Oh, man. And all you had to do was get the ball in bounds to win the game. Stuff like that is crazy. But it goes to show, I mean, they're humans. They're still going to make mistakes. Yeah. But at the same point, I think, there's just little things that you can do to avoid that. Watch film more. Um, and I think, like, we're talking to a lot of players that are probably making more mistakes than those guys, right? Those guys are in the NBA or college. They're, they're making a lot of mistakes, but a big mistake like that to lose a game for your team. Like, the Virginia guy, to me, 
obviously he probably feels bad, right? But to oh. me, he should because he, he made a huge mistake. And you put in all these hours and everything, and for one second, you make that mistake the and, season's and the over. season's over. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, maybe watch more film, maybe look at what you got before the ball's getting inbound yeah. and past you so you see your options and you don't just panic and throw it away. And you can never watch enough film. Yeah. A lot of kids nowadays, too, in high school, they need to start that habit early. And what do you think players need to do? Do you think players need to watch highlights or watch full games? Yeah, watch the full game. Yeah, even, I agree. Even when a, a, a college coach or recruiter, they anybody could put their best highlights on the tape and make them look good. 100%. But can I see a whole game and see your mistakes and see how you recover from the mistakes as well? Exactly, and how you manage the flow of the game. Yeah. Are you understanding the time and the score? Are you Are you – maybe slowing things down when your team has a big lead mm. and then maybe pushing shot things selection. when you need it, shot yeah. selection, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think that's the uh, that's probably a topic that we could do our, a whole podcast on in its own is just helping players or talking about how players can understand that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Understand. Because they don't watch basketball. They just they, watch the exactly. highlights. Exactly. And if you're only watching the highlights, of course you're going to want to train like yeah. that and, and do all these moves and – shoot it from five feet behind the three-point line but yeah but you you need you need to play you need to understand time and score and and game management and all that stuff it Mm -hmm. it ties in and obviously skills is a different part of it and what we focus on majority here but there's still that aspect of it but but if you think about it even at an early age i'll take our third grade but our third grade team for instance at the the third grade level fourth grade level skill is important because them the teams that really them the teams that win most of the games at that age level oh, yeah. is the more skilled team. Yeah, for sure. Now, even when you get to high school level, sometimes the most athletic team is going to win just because they're bigger than the other teams. Not that they're specifically more skilled than them. Uh-huh. They're just more athletic than them. But 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 skill is in – basketball is a skill sport. Yeah. You know, so, so skill's number yeah, one. Yeah, that, out the gate. For sure. Dribble, layups. Yeah. Dribbling and layups. Shoot. And, shoot. and shoot. shoot. And most yeah. of the times at the – Second, third grade level, they're not even shooting that good to, at, at, at 10 foot rims, which in the United States, we start at 10 feet, but international, they start, they still start at a lower, uh-huh, uh, lower at a height. Lower, lower height, you know, but hey, to each his own, you know, everybody still got to you know, develop the way to develop. You got kids that's in second grade that could really shoot the ball better than some older kids too. Oh, yeah. On the 10 foot rim. There is, for sure. You know, but, I, but at the end of the day, the parent, I think it's still going to come down to with the parent being honest with the kid and the kid and, and, and them, of course, if they got a trainer or somebody, you know, if me and the parent, if me, if mom and dad is five foot six, we know we're not, like, like, like we know we're not going to have no center. Yeah. So we know we got a guard. Uh-huh. But if dad's six, seven, mom, five, six, two, you know you're gonna have a giant. Yeah. You know, like, 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 you know, like the odds are you're gonna have a kid yeah. that's six eight six nine. Taller kid, for you sure. know. And again, they still might be a guard, but don't say that they can't be a big man. Uh huh. You know, teach them everything, everything inside out. And again, like how we do here, we don't limit nothing here. Yeah. You know, no we, 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 there's no limits to your preparation for basketball as a kid because you never know how tall you're going to be. You never know how short you're going to be. You never know how fast you're going to be or, or slow strong you're going to be. Yeah. Or, or attributes. just movements. You might move a certain way yeah. that certain moves are going to fit your game better. Other moves are going to fit somebody else's Ex- game better. Exactly. So. Sweet. Well, we'll wrap this thing up right here. Um, thank you for coming back on, Terrence. And we got it. some good things coming in the future for the 90% podcast. Um, 
What I want to do is ask you guys, if you're listening, for feedback. If you guys could, please just message me, send me an email, DM us, um, or comment, whatever, and let us know what topics you like, what you don't like, who you want to see as a guest on here. Uh, maybe there's something specific that you want to hear about Terrence, maybe about me, maybe about Earl. Um, whatever it is, we're here to serve you guys and help you guys become better basketball players, coaches, parents. And so the only way we can help you more is by knowing what you want, right? And so uh, we know our role is to help share the information. We're asking you guys, do your role. Please let us know what we can do. Give us some feedback. Any final thoughts today, Terrence? Basketball season is over with. It's time to train and get better for next year. <laughs> get in the gym. We got... A uh, few spots, but we're not open for everybody, and, and the spots are becoming slimmer. So get in the gym with us, Rockledge or Melbourne, Brevard County. Let's work. That's a wrap for today. Appreciate you guys for listening. Peace out.